Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the broadcast with Amanda, Shandy, and Colleen. My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is season seven, episode 34, episode number 304. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. We are recording on Thursday again this week. Um, I am recording from my bedroom because my parents are currently downstairs in the office where I usually record. So the, that stack of things you see behind me, that is um, things that I have stacked up in the corner that I need to take to donate. Ah. Ah. I have a I similar just, stack. I keep it mm. behind the chair. So you can't <laughs> this is the chair. <laughs> This is the chair that, and that is the behind. <laughs> it's just up on something. There's a, you know, one of those like pull out um, plastic drawers are in there with like a, a seasonal uh, stuff and, um, and sheets, extra sheets. Ah, nice, nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my room currently is a disaster because all of the things that were in the kitchen that I didn't have time to physically put away before my parents got here, just kind of threw them in here. I was like, nobody's yeah. ever going to see it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. A uh, belated happy pie day. Yes, indeed. Yeah, missed opportunity. Didn't realize till it was too late. Didn't mm. have any pie. I uh, will never have a pie day as good as that one pie day. When I went to that party. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And it was just all those pies. And it was all the pies. And it took me like a year to figure out why. Oh, I, just thought I thought we were talking cool about Thanksgiving. Party. I was like, that's a funny oh, way to refer no. to Thanksgiving. That Thanksgiving <laughs> so, you went to and you had all the pies. <laughs> we recorded on a we recorded on a pie day or the day after a pie day back when I was downstairs in Jay's office and Shandy told us about how she went to this pie party. Yeah. Right? It was like, yeah. yeah, we were visiting a friend in San Francisco and he was like, hey, there's a party we could go to. And we're like, cool. And he's, <laughs> and we went there and there's like two long tables of pies on both sides, like savory pies and sweet pies, you know, like shepherd's pie and like apple pie. Oh, it was just right. a whole this, this smorgasbord of pies. And I was like, a what a fun, what a fun themed party. And it it was a very fun party. We had a great time and it took longer than it should have to realize that it was, it was a pie day party. Cause this happened in March around, you know, yeah. like the 14th. So <laughs> So the last time we recorded on a pie day was April 4th, uh, April, geez Louise, March 14th, 2017. And I only know oh that my, because I oh. have the calendar on my phone. Oh, so oh, nice. You were just scrolling back in time. I was just scrolling yeah. while you were talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is not that pie day. Although crumble cookie, it took me. So I look at the menu every Sunday night when it goes up or Monday morning. And uh, they did the mist. They always do like their menu changes every week, and they had the mystery cookie this week. And I'm clicking on the, all the ones in the area to see what the the mystery cookie is at each location to see if I like it. And it's all pie. I'm like, why? Like, why is there a pumpkin pie one, a key lime pie one, a coconut pie one? And that was on Monday, and it wasn't until 24 hours later where I understood. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was for Pie Day. That's good, cool. cookie. Anyway. Yeah, I do. I mean, I have to say, like, in in our all of our defense, I don't know, my defense, at least um, for my like really getting hit with pies and not figuring it out. I feel like this was not a thing when we were growing up. Correct. It's like a more recent thing. Right. I don't know. I feel like everything's a thing nowadays, but also I was yeah. a kid then, so I don't know if they were they were <laughs> right. Or not. That's true. I don't know what pie was. <laughs> it's kind of a, a a big concept for a little person. 
Ooh, I just hit the microphone. Um, but also, I feel like there wasn't the real slant on like STEM education, like when we were kids, like correct. there is now. Yeah. So true. I feel like may- maybe kids now are aware of Pi Day. Well, there was always nerdy people like me, though, that recognized, like, I'm pretty sure I was I was calling March 14th Pi Day when I was in like ninth grade. Well, you oh, and numbers. Aren't you just a very smart human? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was older than that. I don't know. But. Um, I did enjoy the memes that were going around that said Pi Day was a made up holiday invented uh, to get to have so that kids would, you know, buy more or get into math. I can't remember how it was phrased, but you know, that's a a take on a take on Valentine's Day. That was, I thought, hilarious. Yep. I love that. Yeah. We explained to them what infinity was when we were talking about Pi Day at dinner on Tuesday. Nice. I was like, and how did that go over? Yeah, you know, you know. I think everything feels uh, never ending when you're a kid. So, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I wrote a concept. All I can think about though is the scene from uh, Stranger Things where they're reenacting that mm. in season three. <laughs> yeah. Still the best. So good. Um, oh, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day as this comes out. Happy birthday to God. Yeah. And happy birthday to JP, whose birthday is March 19th. That's Yay. right. So many birthdays. So many birthdays. So many birthdays. Happy birthday to all. Happy birthday. Woo. Next week on um, uh, March 21st, we will be live for the patrons. That is a guarantee. <laughs> I. It's going to happen. I will send out the link. So uh, if you are the Hangout Level patron, stay tuned for that. We hope you can join us on March 21st. And then March 28th, we will be uh, taking that week off. And then I guess before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, we should talk about Stand By Me and Now and Then. A couple of other things. Um, the most important news of the week, Lindsay Lohan is pregnant. What? Oh. Yeah. What? For real. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> this did not. The algorithm failed me. This came across <laughs> none of my socials. It was oh. on my Instagram. I saw it. <laughs> Man, tell me everything. That's all. That's it. That's it. It's real. That's it? <laughs> she, because oh. remember like uh, about 10 years ago when she was in her like super crazy phase, she like said she was pregnant, but like obviously she was like really cracked out and definitely not pregnant. No, I don't um, remember that. Oh, wow. And then it yeah. became like, uh, you know, a, you know, just kidding, guys, and wanted attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, she followed it up, like, tweeting or something. She's like, no, it's for real this time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's it. That's all we know. Unless something came out today, but I've been running around like crazy all day. Um, so I, I missed it, if so. This is but very exciting. I know. I was like, oh, my God, we need to have a MetroBuzz flashback with a Lindsay Lohan update. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of Metro Buzz, I um Uh-oh. no, I um had a lovely girls weekend uh this this weekend ah, with um uh, yeah, some your lady of, friends. Yeah, and uh our mutual friend Allison brought up Metro Buzz because she's like, Oh, remember that time I like went was on a the the podcast with you and Colleen talking about like online dating and that just feels like a lifetime ago. And oh was, my god. I believe it was a rooftop session. It, it was might a have, rooftop session. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, oh, those were some times. 
The oh. rooftop sessions were my favorites. Yeah, Are, is uh, Metro Bus still findable? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like I, I did try so and find either. it once just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. I'm also like not a good like internet sleuth. So I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I know I have all the episodes on an old uh, old hard drive, but I don't think that hard drive is compatible with this computer anymore. <laughs> yeah, I you am gotta check sure. And make sure that hard drive hasn't failed. Yeah, I am certain that John has all the episodes. But we used to do these rooftop sessions, and it was just us getting completely blasted on substances on our roof and having our friends over. And it was really, really fun. We got really, really there drunk. And John was there over the on the on the Zoom, on the on, Skype. It was Skype. Skype. Oh, right, Skype. right, right. So there was no video component back then. No video component. And we Yeah, that's crashed. like when we recorded one time the tribe, Amanda, it was also just to Skype. Yeah. No video. But one time Amanda fell through the window. Or did I fall through the window? Did we both fall you. through the window? Probably me. Yeah. Yeah. We used to just drink wine on yeah. that. That's um, how we learned that wine freezes. Yeah. <laughs> we learned. Well, wasn't there like a bottle that, and then yeah. there's the, glass. There's a glass, the glass story it, that yeah. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. It explodes. It was okay. It's like yeah. you can put the, the wine in the freezer to cool it down, but you have to remember you put it in it there because if you leave it there too long, it yes. freezes yeah, and then it blows up the glass. And that's fine, but I just uh, like the wasn't there glass that was ingested? Yeah, I swallowed. Yeah, glass. because we decided Ooh. we were gonna didn't want to waste the wine because we were oh, we were poor. poor things. <laughs> so we were just like, oh great, wine slushy with a little bit wild. of glass. With a, we were with a side of glass. Yeah. Like split between the two of us. Now we were only paying what eight fifty a month each. Oh, I wish less I could than go back. that. It was like six fifty. Was it six fifty? Yeah. I wish I could go back to that. Yeah. But I then you would also have to go back to the wages that you made. Also very. Uh, yeah. Also true. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Although I think that's technically more than the wages I'm making right now, <laughs> which are zero. <laughs> oh my god! I just. Oh, I've got so many tabs and screens open that I just hit my text messages to open. And I was like, whoa, why is my sister's name popped up on the screen? Um, <laughs> I am in very tight quarters here. For all of you know, like, I know I mentioned I'm, I'm literally sitting on a lazy boy in my bedroom with a laptop desk that I'm pretty sure that we might have gotten in the apartment. It's very, very old. But I found it deep under the recesses of my bed. because I, was like, I think I still have that thing. I did. Uh, I got everything all set up between that and a little nightstand <laughs> that I next to me. Nice. <laughs> um, it's a better setup than my um, my floor floor, floor office. <laughs> That's true. Um, did you guys watch the Oscars? I didn't, but I watched the clips on Twitter. <laughs> we watched some of it. Ironically, because we don't have cable, we have a digital antenna, and ABC is the one major channel that does not come in well. So, like. It came in, I did a scan, it came in, it was like, great. We got through like 10 minutes and it started going like, like 18 rescans later, missed the first three categories. We signed up for Disney Plus thinking we could watch it there. Spoiler, you couldn't. Oh no. Oh, well. And finally we, we found a way, we found a way to watch it, but we missed a lot of the show. Okay. I'm sorry. But what we did Um, watch, I enjoyed. Big thumbs up. You know, it's funny you say that about AT&T, AT&T, she's Louise, ABC, is when we first switched to the streaming through the Apple TV, Mm -hmm. ABC, their affiliate, uh, blocked all streaming live. Hmm. 
So we couldn't actually watch any of the award shows that were streaming oh on ABC. Interesting. Yeah. They all I know. Honestly, like cable companies are like, they're driving everyone to streaming. It's I like know. the barrier to entry, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, as I know we talk about how it's, it's probably getting to be the point where it's probably cheaper to go back to cable. However, they're so infuriating that you're like, I guess I could pay a little bit of extra right. money just not have to deal with them. Right. No. They don't make yeah. they don't make their case well. Oh Usually they love the digital antenna. Just ABC. Only yeah. only one that doesn't work. They clearly broadcast from a different tower than everywhere mm. else. Um, oh, so I accidentally so I we have Paramount Plus, which we we mm. always have because of Survivor and um the kids are upset. They love SpongeBob, so like we always have Paramount oh. Plus. And I knew that I needed to get back with Showtime to uh because it's uh, Yellow Jackets, and right. when I went to watch Stand by Me, it was Showtime, and yeah. they were like, "Do you want to bundle it?" And then I accidentally signed up and paid for the year. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. No! oh shit! Oh shit! I was like, I just wanted to do the month by month bundle, and then I did the math, and I was like, "Fine, I guess I'm gonna get yeah. enough out of this." But I had that sweetheart deal from uh, C- from Paramount Plus when it first came out. I was still paying that rate. Oh, no. Oh. Like the original like introduction, like sign oh, up no. and get this rate. So Jay was like, why do you do that? I was like, four bucks a month. And I was like, I don't know. I just clicked the thing. I thought they were going to be like, click OK. Like I thought I was going to have to put my credit card information right. in. I just clicked because I wanted to see the price. I wanted you to see what it was. You just saved it online without your true <laughs> real consent. And it was like, click here to bundle. And I thought, OK, I'm going to click <sighs> the button. And it's going to take me to the screen. And I'm going to see like, and OK. if you really want it. Do you really mm-hmm. want to do this? Put your information. And I thought I was going to do all that. Do you want to link up your accounts yeah, and it right. didn't it was just like you now have it your next bill date will be march 29th 2024 and i was and like wait what 1800 dollars thankfully it was only 119 for the year for the both state channels which i guess is still cheaper than cable but yes. still yes. well yes when you figure you're like paying that but it's like um, one month of cable yeah, it's one month of cable exactly so wait okay so hold hold for hold for a take so it it so let me right. Two. So yeah. let me make sure I understand this correctly. If you have Paramount Plus, you don't necessarily have access to Showtime. No, you have to add it. See, that is very false advertising on their part it because is. the way they brand the end of that trailer, uh, it makes it seem like you can get yeah. Showtime as a substream within Paramount Plus that it is no, not. No, because that's I was excited when I saw that because I searched I when I saw it was streaming on Showtime, I went into the Paramount Plus app, found it, and it was like had the little lock icon. Mm. And that's how this all unfolded. Um, although I guess the plus <laughs> is that I now have the commercial free version too of oh, both. That's nice. mm. that so is unless nice. I'm watching live TV, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's okay, I guess. That's what we were trying to tell ourselves. We were like, well, I guess we don't have commercials, even though commercials don't bother us. I enjoy um, commercials. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, okay. So I so I want to do a PSA. Unless you're sure you want to do the bundle, don't click on the bundle <laughs> thing out of curiosity. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's good to know, though, because I thought, <laughs> yeah, OK, that's good to know. I will just and, reinstate my Showtime account when it comes time. Yes. And, um, and you can do the monthly option. 
because it gives you uh, monthly or yearly. I just, mm. again, I clicked kind of curiosity because I wanted to see how much they were going right. to charge for the year. Like, I just right, wanted right. to see. I wanted, and I think it was something like, uh, click here to save 16%. And I think that's what it got me to click on because I wanted to see what that was all about. And those then all bastards. of a sudden it was like. Those bastards. Yeah, cha-ching. And I probably could have like, you know, canceled it immediately and like, you know, raised a fuss and be like, I did this by accident. At that point, I was just like, well, you know what? And wasted hours of your life on the phone with them, though. And they moved a a lot of stuff over to Showtime that I believe were previously free on Mm. Paramount. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though, because none of these none of these streamers are actually making any money. So it's like they're keep upping the prices to try and break even exactly anyway yeah so i'll let you know i'll let you know how it goes all right but it is it's uh 10.99 a month for showtime if you don't do the free trial like if you like after it's over Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i believe it's 11.99 a month for the bundle so oh Mm. yeah anyway okay so now we're coming to you from a venue change from the future um, what you guys missed off screen is uh, uh, Alex fell out of the bed, scared himself, mm-hmm. hecked up phlegm, got a bloody nose, inhaled the blood, and threw up twice. Oh, buddy. That's pretty bad. I'd be pretty traumatized, too. <laughs> oh, so, buddy. Now I am sitting in my absolute least favorite place to record my cavernous living room dining room, which is a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful space to sit in, terrible space to record in. So I apologize to everybody out there. Please bear with me. I am very sorry, but sometimes you just have to mom. Yep. <laughs> or mom, mom comes first. <laughs> so I do apologize. Yep, um, please don't turn it off. We have a great rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> Before all this went down, uh, I was about to ask you guys if you wanted to talk about uh, everything, everywhere, all at once next week and next month instead yes. of Handmaid's oh, Tale. Oh, yes. sure. Yes. I, I still I, haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I saw it in the theater. It was my favorite movie-going experience that I have had in a very long time. I loved it. And it's all the best when you don't really quite know what you're uh-huh. walking into. It's just – it's it's. It's right, perfect. I love. Thank it. you. I oh, this microphone is backwards. Interesting. I was like, why is this so weird? Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't usually look at those buttons. Where did they come from? Okay, so on April 18th, we're going to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Awesome. Um, and then following that, we will talk about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. In now. Yes. I have to get the book. We must. We must. We must talk about it. The movie. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I had a really good joke about that at some point, but I can't remember it now. All right, cool. Good times. Uh, What a night. (laughs) Always something. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) Now that we have all that out of the way, do you guys want to talk about the movies that we're here to talk about? Which is do uh, it. I think we probably should. I think we probably should. Stand by me and now and then. What do you want to talk about first? Maybe... Chronologically, stand by me because it's from 1986. Well, but and it, it takes, takes place, place in the 50s, in and the it 50s. takes place a million years ago. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about stand by me then. The coming of age story involving a dead body. Right, and I, I mean, I think I've seen Stand by Me before, but I didn't remember. Maybe I haven't. Like honestly, maybe I haven't. Mm. 
I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, Corey Feldman truly was in every 80s movie. Just about, that was yeah. like, oh, okay, you again. <laughs> and Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> and John Cusack. And John Cusack. Cusack, yes. And yep. uh, Richard Dreyfus. And Richard Dreyfus was a dad. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, just oh, like a shit. Cr- Before he had an opus. Before he had an opus. Yeah. Yeah. Had already wrestled a shark, but before the opus. <laughs> Post shark pre opus. <laughs> oh, man. Across yeah. the board, like, I'd forgotten all the cameos in both movies. So, like, that was a real yeah. delight to see all the, like, side characters and just general note. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. The, that was pretty funny. It takes place in Castle Rock, Oregon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is, isn't Castle Rock, uh, wasn't that uh, later the TV show that came out? Like, oh, I, I knew. Oh, no, that was Maine. That was Maine. Well, but also, like, Stand By Me, I didn't realize was based off of a book by Stephen King. So it's surprising yes. it doesn't take place in Maine. Oh. Huh. Well, I'm looking up that, because ca- I watched the first season of that Castle Rock. It wasn't very good, but we really wanted to like it. So we kept going. Oh. Um. <laughs> Where does – that is Maine, Castle Rock, Maine. But, yeah, both are based off of Stephen King books. So, huh. yeah. I was just – and this is why I was like, maybe I maybe I haven't seen this because the whole time I was like, have you children not seen Fried Green Tomatoes? Do not walk on fucking awesome. train. Yeah. I've never Don't seen Fried Green tra- Tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, How, we should that's do another that one. one. How have we been friends so long and we haven't seen that movie? I don't let's, know. Let's put it on the docket. It's also okay. like, I think it's very theme so, appropriate what, for what, the broadcast. I don't know. Um, I still want to do ooh. my cousin. I still want to do my cousin Vinny and the first yeah. wives club. Yeah, actually, yeah. I feel like fried green tomatoes and my cousin Vinny would actually probably be a better pairing. Ooh. ooh okay. I trust you on it. Um, I feel like if I mention the, like the connection uh, that gives stuff away. Okay. So maybe I, if for anyone who has seen both movies, holler at have, us, holler at us in the comments if you agree that that would be a good pairing. Okay, there we go. Okay, um, which you know we're we're booked up through July, so yeah, <laughs> let us know those soon. <laughs> a Q four thing, yeah, <laughs> or early Q three, early Q three, yeah, at the very uh, earliest, at the very earliest. Uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, let us know, everybody. Uh, but yeah, okay, so stand by me. Don't walk on train tracks. Don't walk on train like, tracks. Yeah. Also, uh, did hey. the kid actors have to actually smoke? Like, how did they? I mean, it was the 80s, but like, these kids are young. I don't know. I mean, they it really did up. look like they were smoking. Yeah. With the exception, well, and actually, two of them, I think, came out okay. Two of them ended up pretty messed up. Fifty percent. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes, in River Phoenix. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace. A real talent uh, left us too young. <sighs> I know. Seriously, so such a great actor. Even like as a kid, like you could yeah. just tell. Also across um, the board, just the child actors in both movies. Like, yeah. So freaking good. All of them. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. I know. I, I I cannot wait to gush on now and then. I. It, yeah. That was a better, I mean, I thought that I had peaked with our viewing experience with nostalgia when we did 10 things. 
it was even oh, no. greater. Now and then it's it's one of my all-time one of my all it's solidified yeah. as one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Oh, yeah. But we're not talking yes. about that. We're talking about now uh, yeah. right. me. Yes, maybe Excellent at the end song. we can talk about I I keep jumping the gun because I just love that we I know, paired I know, these two movies I know. together and like watching them both back to back was like I love that we paired these two movies together. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um yeah, don't walk on train tracks, that train dodging scene. Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I knew yeah. he was going to pull him off, but I was still like yeah. nervous. I'm like, oh my God, why? This is not a good idea. <laughs> don't walk on train tracks. Don't. Yeah. Just don't. And long um, I feel like that was like, that was like really like put into my head as a child. And uh, I think somebody, somebody should have, you know, put that into their head. Well, I mean, they're clearly just dumb kids. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it, if we are, you know, remember during that time period, don't walk on train tracks. Like clearly people, it, that was a thing back then. And that's why those kids were the bad kids walking on the train tracks. Walking on the train tracks. Mm-hmm. The daring kids. Yeah. But also like if you the think about it, kid. like, yeah, like historically, like we're not. So this movie takes place in the 50s. So we're not 59. that far. We're Okay. So we're what? Like t- 30, 30 years removed from, you know, the Great Depression and like. Yeah. You know, people well, riding wild. the trail, right? Yeah. But like, if you think about it that way, and like, you know, yeah. how like hobos would um, jump the tracks and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like just like as a society and culturally, I yeah. feel like life mm. still revolved around oh, totally. like train tracks as like a the wrong side of the tracks, <laughs> yeah, as like a means to get somewhere. Well, and yeah. I like I can understand following the train tracks. But I walking directly still... on them. Don't walk in the train. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I wish we still. I wish we. I wish we had that. Wish we would have gone in that direction a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Made a few more tracks. Yeah. I love that they forgot to bring food. Yeah. I was like, I feel like that that's a very perfect. like twelve-year-old yeah. boy thing. Yeah. Exactly. No one's thinking about or like, um, like the scene where they're like just like the random talking about like things around the fire. It's like so, so like what if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life? Easy answer. Pez. <laughs> no doubt, Pez. This is a wrong Pez isn't a food. Right, right, right. It's just sugar. <laughs> it's not even candy. It's not even good candy. No, it's not. It's gross. <laughs> it's an abomination. Um, I wonder if the part with the leeches is realistic, and I definitely feel like it's one of those things in the eighties that also was sort of drilled into us with the fear of like sinking like quicksand and the leeches and that them like being in there for two seconds and being covered with leeches everywhere, including on their peens um, was just like the stuff of like what, what, what we were kind of, I don't know. It was just the atmosphere in the eighties, I feel like. And I don't know if that would be realistic or not. Isn't there another movie that has leeches. Probably, oh. prob- there's probably ten other movies say, in the, the 80s. That, that no, have. Yeah, no, that's the I one know. that really ever comes to mind for me. Like that, I, I know like what I'm thinking of. So iconic. I know what I'm thinking of. In the Lost City, which is the Chan and Tating Sandra Bullock rom com that came out last year, there's a scene where he gets leeches. <laughs> it's probably a nod to this movie. It's probably a nod to this yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that I figured that out so quickly, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Good recall. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I just watched it a year ago. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember 
I can't remember the Frenchman joke from a movie I watched literally Me three days ago. So. And I took notes. Me that's too. the movie in which Daniel Radcliffe plays the bad guy. Oh, interesting. Well, that's very funny. The idea of Daniel Radcliffe as a bad guy yeah. is just hilarious. He's spectacular. He he basically plays kind of like a, you know, a rich media mogul kind of person. Hmm. I love his post Harry Potter career. Yeah, I just yeah, like takes yeah. all and the he, risks, and I all love the it. risks. Yeah. He's like, I'm rich. Nobody's going to turn me down for yeah. a job, even if my movie bombs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love small, that kid. Small tangent, but um, the Daniels for uh, everywhere. Yes. All at Everything once. everywhere all at once. It, thank you. It's it's a very difficult title. The other their other big movie had Daniel Radcliffe in it as a dead farting corpse. No way. Oh. What was their other movie? Swiss Army Man. Oh, I oh. never saw that. Yeah, that was Sundance three years ago, four years ago. Huh. I did a, not know yeah, that. Yeah, a farting corpse. Him and uh, Paul Paul Dano, I think, was the living guy. It's kind of like a like a Wilson castaway thing. It's a very weird movie. Very weird. Yeah, I, I I believe you there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shocker! Shocker! <laughs> That's weird, huh? <laughs> Whatever do you mean? It sounds so normal and quaint. That's <laughs> <laughs> how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. stand by me. Great film. Okay, stand yeah. by me. Stand by me. Yeah. Great film. Um, so. I actually have a note in here. I think I must have said at the end that it was, as you're saying, based on a book by Stephen King, a, no- a novella by Stephen King, mm-hmm. which I guess I could see because I could see how this would be a very short, short read. Um, also, the older boys. My note is. The older boys are my personal nightmare of human beings. Mm. Go on. Now they're just awful. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just fucking bullies and I do not like them. Yeah. Did Kiefer, does Kiefer Sutherland like ever play the good guy? I feel like with a voice like that, like he's just typecast as like the bad guy all the well, time. Well, isn't he the good guy in um in uh, 48, 24, 24? 24. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> and designated survivor. Okay. Oh, okay, but just as but I think he remembers that he still had like he just had that like just gravelly deep voice, and it's just like yeah, how could you cast him? Cast him as like the Total, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Completely no. I think teenage Kiefer was always the bad kid. Grown up Kiefer is now, you know, either a pirate or. <laughs> Thank you, Shani, for laughing at that. <laughs> Please tell me you got that. And it wasn't a pity laugh. It wasn't a pity laugh, but okay. I was. I, I um, I'm not entirely sure I got it. I was just picturing his voice being a perfect pirate voice. I know. I was just like, oh, that's right. Tackles- yeah, I could see him as a pirate. And I like when he it. tackles the Christmas tree, my favorite U- U- YouTube video of all time. When he goes, "I'm a pirate, man." Oh yeah. <laughs> God, I forgot all about that. Oh man, that was good. I I watch that every Christmas because I love it so much. Oh man, someone recirculated that video. Apparently, that video is five five years old of like oh. the guy that was doing like a Zoom interview and like his kids six come. years old and his kids walk in. Oh his my kids god! Walk in, and then the poor mom comes like diving because <laughs> clearly she was just like trying to have a moment on like going to the bathroom or something, and the <laughs> kids just snuck her in. Oh, I love that. I think. I think I rewatched because that I saw that circulating too. I think I rewatched it like seven times this weekend. It's perfect. Yeah, it's just it is the, it is it the was. perfect comedic timing, and they're not even trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> the baby just saunters in. And like I don't know if it's like more funny for me now because I am a parent and like before I wasn't one, and I was just like, Oh, that's a funny thing on the internet. Now I'm just like, Oh, like 
we now work from True. home. I have a kid. Like, oh, I get it on like so many different levels now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, just just d- cry. Those laughing. kids are like grown up now because I'm been sure six they're years. probably going to college he, now. And I'm sure he actually he posted a tweet in response and said, you know. Here we are six years later. Thanks for liking our video or something like that. Jeez, Louise. Okay, so stand by me. The whole premise of the movie is the kids over here, the bad kid, big brother and his friends found a dead body of a missing teen, a missing child that's their age. And kid got hit by a train. Uh, and yeah, they, don't walk on the fucking train tracks. Don't walk on the tracks. But the kid gets hit by the train. They want to uh, find him and get kind of like the glory for finding him. Strange well, we concept. Can, I know. Will Wheaton's character has a side plot where his brother, John Cusack, passed away in a Jeep accident accident. as a a senior in high school or whatever. Um, And he's dealing with that. His parents being depressed over that, him feeling like inadequate that he survived, survivor's guilt. And he has this whole additional reason for wanting to see the dead body. But essentially they, you know, trek out. 20 miles over two days yeah. to um, find the kid's body where the brother had they'd overheard the brother uh, describe where they had seen it. And it's just two days of, of watching them bond and um, eat fun dip for meals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just the unparented generation. The like, un- both, yeah. yeah. Watch kid kids. The Gen, yeah. the Gen X man. Yeah. Well, these would have yeah. been boomers. They're, they're technically Stand by me. They're technically Stand me. They would have been boomers. You're right because yeah. it was 59. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. It, it, this is a, a similar theme with um, now and then too, where it's just yes. like in nowadays, like you would not let your you your kid couldn't disappear for two days. Yeah, you couldn't like, no. like 13 oh. miles to a library and oh, yeah. I guess you know, you know, Gordy yeah. didn't come home for dinner. Okay, I guess we're. Uh, do you want to have some leftovers? <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. I, I cannot even imagine that would. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it's just, it's the bonds that they make, their little coming of age story and, and how much they grow up and their life is changed by the end of this trip versus when they set out from the trip. Um, that is a summary I should have done when we first started talking about this before we went yeah, into fine. it, but, uh, non-linear I got there. Telling, you know, you know, it's it. been a very non-linear evening. Yeah. That's um, great. It's great. <laughs> so all the characters are, you know, you kind of have an affinity for each one of them. You have Corey Feldman's character. Uh, all the names are escaping me right now. I don't know why. <laughs> Whose father is in a, a mental institution. Um, and Teddy, right? Teddy. Teddy Duchamp. Yeah. Yes. Who's, you know, very prideful. Very, but yeah, he's a, Corey, he's a typical Corey Feldman character. Yeah. Exactly. He's, you know, he's mouth from Goonies. It's just he plays the same character throughout the 80s. Yeah. Yes. And he plays it well. And we did. Goonies was a part of our inaugural monthly nice. episode. Goonies never say die. Never say die. <laughs> uh, you have uh, Jerry O'Connell's character, who is the you know chubby younger brother character, of the bad boy. Yeah. Uh, who? Hit who I was like, he's not chubby. He's not chubby, but you know he's supposed to be that character, so that's why. Right, right, right. Yeah. Such a trope. Yep. I know. I know. Um, and then the last character is Will Wheaton's character, who, like I said before, lost his older brother and is trying to come to terms with that. And um, oh, and uh, River Phoenix. Oh, River Phoenix, Lordy, Chris. That's his Chris. Chris's Chris. Case. Yeah, and Gordy. Who just is, is Will Wheaton's character? Yes, or Jordy yes. or Gordy? Gordy. 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 
And then River Phoenix's character is Chris, who just really wants to get out of there. Um, who, you know, has a very tragic ending at the end of the movie. Yeah, I was like, was that really necessary? Seriously. Did they just not want to give us a happy ending? That's what she said. I don't know. <laughs> then it's like, I feel like that's where like the Stephen King comes in. You maybe. Know? Yeah, like, I think this maybe. is not the Sandlot. Like, it's not, you know. Right. But it's just like thrown in at the end. Like, oh, okay. But it is kind of like a, it's kind of like a happy story of like a sad chaser. So like he did get out. He like becomes a yeah. doctor. Like he does the thing that he sought to do for himself. Yeah. But yes, like, you know, he dies tragically, Aww. like doing yes. something heroic. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, I had a note, sexist, fatphobic, homophobic. That's maybe just like everything in the 80s. Right. Everything in the 80s. That's just an 80s, 80s movie about young boys. <laughs> right. And was- I did enjoy the the like boys friendships, although I mm-hmm. have another note that boys friendships are weird, at least in this movie. Um, and also I, the- having two boys, I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I think that this is more accurate than we would like to believe. <laughs> well, in that I case, in that so. case, boys friendships are weird. And he does say <laughs> yes. he does say at the end, and I know this is like you know, a coming of age story. And I appreciate that. If you're going to say the last quote, can we talk about the very end of the discussion about this? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't remember what the last quote was. I'm I'm not sure if what I wrote down was the last quote or not. Well, it would have been the very last thing at the end of the movie before we go to the credits. Right. But then I don't remember if I just know that I wrote it down. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Let's go. (laughs) We're going to roll with it. Yeah. Well, shit. Now I'm kind of nervous. No, no, go (laughs) do it. (laughs) Because he says he never had friends again like the ones yep. he had at 12. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, how fucking sad. Oh, see, I love that. I had forgotten that that's what movie this was from. Yeah. So here's the, here's the quote. I Because I, I wrote this down, too, because I wanted to talk. I wanted to bring this in because I thought that this. No, no, no. Please don't be sorry. I thought that this was actually a great tie-in with Now and Then mm-hmm. and how both movies – talk about how at the end of this coming of age story, like this, these events changed their lives and then they kind of gradually grew apart, even though they still had this bond. And I thought that this was a perfect quote, like mm-hmm. to sum up kind of the, the, the theme of childhood friendships. I've never had any friends later on, like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I don't know. I, Yeah. I don't know. I've I've always loved that quote, and it's like when it came up on screen, I was like, "Right, that's what this is. That's what it's from. That's it's from this." See, I obviously i I would argue that you two are my better friends than anybody that I had as friends when I was twelve. Truly, but I love the. I always just took the quote to mean like that childhood innocence. You never had any friends mm-hmm. like that childhood innocence. Then, you know, once that changed, your view on friendships changed. So the people you hang out with change. You become more formed based on your experiences. And this was the first real experience of their life, just like mm-hmm. the summer of Dear Johnny was the first real experience mm-hmm. of the now and then girls' lives, where like, you know, those your your friendships are are never gonna be as innocent and pure as they were before you had these experiences that changed you. Well, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but maybe that's where I'm like. I, I agree that those childhood friendships are super important and, and you feel everything so deeply uh, and so intensely when you're, when you're little, but looking at 
Yeah, no, you're still here. <laughs> I was like, wait, did, did I drop there out he, of the video? <laughs> I'm playing with the things like Jay was teaching us to do when you were okay. gone. <laughs> but um, again, not to get too much ahead of, of ourselves, but um, it's like, okay, is it partially because in Stand By Me, they're boys who were socialized as boys. And after after they have these intense friendships, then they grow up, grow up to become you know, men who are, who are socialized to think that, that like to not value friendship in the same way and to like start thinking of things in terms of like friends, you know, like that kind of thing versus now and then where as adults, they come back together because women are socialized to actually value friendships more. I think that's, I think for me, that's part of why my note was how sad. Cause it's just, it's like, it's all that it's like, See, yeah. I always just like the type of, you know, no baggage, feel free to make dick jokes with each other. Yeah. Which is, I think was a little, yeah. It's just I like a profoundly, go ahead, yeah. sorry, finish. Go, no, no, you go, go. You're talking about the actual thing. I was doing it aside. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like, because it's just a, it's a profoundly different experience. Like I, I have always taken that, just the concept of that. Like also, I just think it's a lovely piece of writing to begin with. Like, I think it like evokes. Agreed the right tone that you want to end this story on. Like, I, I think, you know, in terms of like landing the plane, like in terms of the story, I've just, I feel like that it works well, like an artistic level, like whatever. But from like a personal level, it's like, I don't necessarily think it means that like those friendships are any more like deep and important than like an adult friendship. They're just like, they're just different. They're just like this moment in time that you know it happens and it's gone it's like it's a nostalgia it's you know it's it's a whole bunch of like untangible things and I think it it doesn't necessarily and yes you could argue that yes it places a thumb on the scale of like you know you know Jesus does anyone makes it feel like somehow these 12 year old friendships are better I just think it's just, it's hearkening on this pivotal point in your life that like you're, you know, it happens, it's gone and you're never the same. Like it's sort of like you're on your way to becoming who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I just, I mean, I feel like personally, like I've had that several times in my life, you know, yeah. like my, my, with my high school friends, with my college friends, with my grad school friends. So yeah. I and I, I arguably know. the line would work the line would work again and again. And maybe that's also what's so kind of cool about it is that like you could use that same line to end a story about like friendships of like any point in your life. And like, it would still sort of work, but I don't think it would work as well as it is an adult looking back on their childhood. Yeah, I agree. There's that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I couldn't have said it better. I understand this. I understand what they're going yeah. for. No. I still think it's sad. I, I think but Amanda it's, said it's it more an emotional. Yeah. It lives in an emotional space as opposed to like a literal space. I think. Yes, I, I that that yeah. I, but it's it's okay if we all have different opinions on how to, how to look at it. <laughs> oh, and the other and sort of to that line, the other piece of writing that I had wrote down at like towards the beginning, where it was like a long time ago. Only if you measure it in years. I sort of loved that mm-hmm. concept of looking at time and again, sort of feeding into that nostalgia of like, you're only a kid once, like you're only like yeah, at the precipice of the rest of your life once. And 
you know, how we romanticize that time in our life, particularly those summers of like that era of your life. Well, summers were like totally bomb as kids. Right. And like, they were so fucking long. (laughs) (laughs) And then somehow you would arrive at the end of it like super quickly and be like, fuck, (laughs) how am I going back to school so quickly after like three and a half fucking months? What the hell? Of yeah. riding your bike around and not like being unsupervised. Because we were still, I don't know about you guys, but like I was still had like so much unsupervised time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah same. It's great. But I think that's also like telling that like both of these stories take place during a summer. Like yeah. there is just yeah. something romantic about mm-hmm. summer in that era of your life where you're like sort of the waning years of childhood. Like you're not a teenager yet, but you're like also not really like a little kid yet. You're like I'm in the sort of in girl. Right. Not <laughs> yet a woman. A woman. <laughs> All I need is time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but it's literally and it's like just it's almost like just that summer for like when you're 12 years old. <laughs> right? It's just like this magic like twilight. The summer before boobs and periods. Yeah. <sighs> for most of us. No, yeah. <laughs> But like for boys too, I mean, I think it is also not, um, I think it's also significant that both the male version of the story and Stand By Me and the female story, they were both, they were all 12. Yeah, you're right. There is something about, you know why? Because it's that middle school into high school year, right? No. What if 12 more like sixth grade? Yeah. Seventh grade maybe? Yeah. Well, and I think for some, but grade, some people like elementary, but for some people, elementary school goes up to sixth grade. So then like going into seventh, you're going to junior high. Like, but I think it's like that, like 12 is your last year before you're like officially a teenager. Yeah. So like, but you're also definitely really not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're in just this like. Man, my nephew's 12. This lingo. Shit. Like it's this lingo, this, you know, this like sort of purgatory. Of- what grade your nephew in? We could have solved this whole thing. Right. <laughs> Six. Yeah. Okay. Really? So he's so he needs to buckle in for this summer. We turned ten in fifth grade. So we turned eleven in sixth grade, twelve in seventh grade. No, we turned ten in fourth grade. So then we were eleven in We turned eleven in fifth grade. We turned twelve in sixth grade. Sixth grade? Okay. And then we were so we were twelve and turned thirteen in seventh grade. And then turned 14 in eighth grade. Oh, that's right. I have a third grader who turns nine this year and then turns 10 next year in fourth grade. Whew. Gosh, what a night. Math is hard. (laughs) Nothing is linear tonight. (laughs) Not even aging. No. Especially if you don't count it in years. I used to say, I found it in years. I found it really funny that in now and then they were doing boob jokes and in this movie they were doing dick jokes, which just goes to show mm. you that you're immature in all decades, all eras, all ages. Yep. yep. And society <laughs> tells you very young what your body should look like. Yeah. 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 And then I love that they were – I love this scene where they're sitting around the fire asking themselves, like pondering these like questions mm. that are like so Before they discovered girls. Yeah. But the age-old question of what's goofy, I mean, he's a dog, but we've definitely discussed that in my household, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an actual Timeless. conversation we've 100% had in the Glockville household. <laughs> but what else would he be? I, I, that's the thing, is I right. think it's like, he doesn't really look like a dog, he doesn't act like a dog. Yeah. Like, but like, know, he's not goofy? like a bear. Yeah, he, has, he 
acts like a dog, I guess. Pluto acts like a dog. Well, because Pluto like, is a dog. He's a pet. He's a pet. <laughs> I know, but Goofy is also a dog, and Goofy's not a pet. I know. That see, it's like a critical, it's like a flaw in the system. Exactly. It's a glitch that's in what, the matrix. That's the, that's <laughs> that's why it's such a question. Is why is Goofy, whose name is Goofy, implying that he is, you know, silly. Why is he a more evolved dog than Pluto? Like, why can Goofy talk as a dog and Pluto not talk as a dog? Huh. I don't know. See? Still. Yeah. I mean, and he's like full on dressed from head to toe in yeah. human clothes. But then also, like, why does Donald Duck only wear a shirt and no pants? Because he's a pervert. Apparently. <laughs> 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 it's true. Out of all the, all of the, like, characters, he's really the only one that's um, yeah. Yeah. pantsless. Otherwise, he supposed to be the poo, though. Yeah, that's yeah. But he's you know he's he's a bear. He's, yeah, he's based off of a stuffed animal. So Any, anytime yeah. the kids are walking around without underwear, like just with only a shirt on, Jay will be like, "You're poo bearing it again." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so I typed in what animal is Goofy, and yeah. uh, according to the Disney Wikipedia. He is no, I'm sorry, according to Wikipedia, he's a tall anthropomorphic dog. Oh, However, okay, yeah. if you go down to a USA or USA Today article from August oh. 1st, 2022, Bill Farmer, Goofy's voice actor since 1987, told Yahoo News that Goofy is not a dog. What? Hmm. Uh, said the same voice actor since the 80s? That's pretty amazing. Well, as of 20, as of August 2022, I don't know. All bets are off in 2023. <laughs> He's not a dog. Okay, because I guess the argument is, was he a dog or a cow? And, a cow? Uh, He's yeah, definitely a cow. not a cow. Look at the I ears. I mean, he doesn't look anything like a cow to me or, or a bull. However, I guess uh, he's just goofy. That's what the voice actor said. Quote, he's just goofy. Okay. Mm. So he's a However, goofy species of one. Uh, so Goofy's just goofy, but he's a dog. But he's not a dog. He's just goofy. All right. Okay. There we go. See, okay. they didn't have the internet. They couldn't just pull up their iPhones and Google it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about about uh, Stand By Me and the fact just, that love the song? The I soundtrack was, of both movies yes, is great. That was what I was going to say. Perfect. Awesome soundtrack. Yes. Love the song. I've uh, listened to Stand By Me and Alexa like a whole bunch of times over the last mm. two days. <laughs> it's so good. I sang that I sang that as a duet in our in the middle school talent show when I was about no the age of these young boys. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to now and then, which I could talk about time and time and time and time and time again. I feel like we're going to get to the same thing whenever we end up watching uh, My Cousin Vinny, which I could talk about also for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I love this movie so much. I, I, love, I love it so, so much. The actors. I'm just glad it like held up. I was so afraid that it was like I, there were going to be yeah. cringy moments that yeah. was going to like make me feel like really regretful. And there's not. It, up. it, it was pretty up. good. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So some of my favorite parts are uh, actually some of my favorite parts really just come from the times when they're like grown-ups like i didn't realize how much i quote now in real life or think in my head things that come from this movie like hmm. um when uh bonnie hunt the mom is being like do you know you know what's sex and she's like it's like somebody going boo that's what sex is <laughs> i always think of that in my head <laughs> 
like a way to mess somebody up. Right. <laughs> and then as a result of this conversation, she'd have a lifelong <laughs> obsession with gardening. With gardening. <laughs> I didn't fear she was misinformed. Um, oh, I, 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 <laughs> which then ties into the, uh, you know, what's an erection scene later. We'll get to that. Um, also, I can't tell you how many times I've said, uh, I've thought to myself, long legs, a tiny waist, and perky breasts, <laughs> which is what <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell says. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, okay. I do have to say the fact that Christina Ricci turns into Rosie O'Donnell is the one thing in this movie that I cannot believe. I know, I know. Yeah. I can't either, but I also kind of like it. Like, I like that some, sometimes, like, people grow up and they grow they grow up very differently than you yeah yeah yeah. you know i I I mean it doesn't help that we actually know what adult christina ricci looks like now yeah and also it doesn't help that we know what rosie o'donnell is like now yes (laughs) yes also that also that also that but that was always the thing where i was like really yeah. Okay. So let me not uh, do this 20 minutes into the conversation this time. So now and then <laughs> if you're just joining us, which I don't know why you would skip ahead to this very moment, coming of age story for, for the ladies but, out you there. You know, you do you. <laughs> coming of age story with um, four girls uh, who go through a, you know, a, a, a very summer where they're forced to kind of, you know, grow up. They go through things, um, family issues, um, yeah. boy issues and it revolves around trying to solve the mystery of how a little boy died and again with the death but I feel like that's know. very typical for but but yeah, these that's sort like, of coming of age because you're coming to I terms wonder, with you're like learning that death exists you know like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah just the amount of uh, like similar themes from the two yeah. movies it's yeah. just like I just really truly love that we paired them together it was yes. like, and they became all the more apparent like how similar these movies were and like I in ways my brain had never connected so this takes place in the summer of 1970 you know like there's 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 just so much and I wonder how much of this actually was inspired by Stand By Me truly because Mm. it is that breakfast club I mean there's certain templates of things like for movies but this movie just does it all so well Mm -hmm. um Chrissy breast is not a dirty word. And that whole thing <laughs> cracked me up. Breast, breast, breast. So much. Breast. Um, so is, is, I could ask this later, but I'm thinking of it now. Is Rosie O'Donnell's character supposed to be a doctor or does she just randomly put on scrubs? No, they say she's a doctor. Movie? Okay. Yeah. They say she is a doctor. Yes. I didn't remember okay. that from previous viewings, but I definitely I didn't noticed either. that and- this time around. I forgot okay. that she was because they just say she's a doctor. They don't say that she's like, you know, an OBGYN. They just say she's a doctor. I kind of love that tomboy, um, Christina Ricci. What, what's her character's name? Um, oh, shoot. Roberta. 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 Thank you. Yes. Tomboy Roberta grew up to be a lady doctor, like you know, uh, OBGYN. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of actually do. Oh, that's really cool. The the the. The little girl that was ashamed of her breasts that she taped yes. them down yeah. ended up taking care of gynecological yeah. needs. And I think mm-hmm. that that is actually kind of great. You um, know, it's so funny because I like, I don't know what I thought every single other time that I watched this, but it, it just seemed random that all of a sudden she's the one like helping her give birth. But it's I like, oh yeah, because she. <laughs> Until I had, yeah, I had forgotten that that's exactly like 
in scrubs like and i'm like (laughs) and they mentioned that she's a doctor at the beginning like yeah i totally missed that Uh, but you know i was just like damn this movie is so ridiculous that it's so great for them and so ridiculous in which she's wearing scrubs and delivering a baby and the husband's not even there, but he was there in the previous scene. But now he's like, you know, <laughs> providing a very, very long, very long line at the store. <laughs> oh, right. He was like doing it. He was stuck in a root canal or something. <laughs> right. Which, you know, <sighs> which like, I feel like nowadays, if like your wife was expecting and you're like some kind of doctor, like you would not be like scheduling those kind of procedures right. like that close to your wife's right. due date. Also, a root canal doesn't take hours. It's like a, you know, two-hour thing tops, isn't it? But I feel like root canal has all – okay, so along with, like, leeches and quicksand. Ah, uh, yes. I feel like root canal is always this thing that people, like, throw around, like, you know, like – That's true. I the worst no thing in the long. world. And yeah. yeah. I have no idea how long a root canal takes. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I've, I've had one, and as previously discussed um, – <laughs> I can't we might exactly have discussed remember. it an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> Several vomit incidents later. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's um, not like it's not like a half day procedure by any means. Oh my God. That I okay. Um, Thora Birch as Teeny. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, so great. She's like this would have been when did no um, Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. So this is just after. This is after. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love her. She's great. She's perfect. And then, oh, that era, like that was monkey business. Do you remember that movie? Mm-mm. It oh, was her. Yeah. And she was like, I think it was a single dad or like she goes to live with her dad. I think it's in San Francisco. Somehow she like comes to have this like little cute monkey. It was like a boardwalk, like trained monkey and she like <laughs> rescues it. And I just remember, I like as a kid, I was just so envious of her outfit and the monkey. <laughs> I don't remember what she looks and about, the monkey. but I was all about Thor, Thor Birch at this nice. point, stage of my life. I feel like this is about the same time that Ross probably had a monkey on Friends, so there was just like some monkeyness going around. Which nowadays it's like, yeah, super maybe let's it. not have wild animals yeah. as as pets. Yeah, super yeah. super problematic. But yeah. man, yeah. as like an eleven year old, I was yeah, like, totally. oh my god, that's so cool! Totally. And her backward hat and her backpack and her Ooh. monkey. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now and then. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Did you guys notice that they lived in the gaslight edition? I yes, saw, they did. And that you know that yes, word has it, maybe taken on more meaning since. Because gaslight wasn't a word in the, not the like, same way. Yeah, not in the it, same way. I mean, the term existed, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know. So I was just like, "Huh, that's interesting." Yeah, I thought that too. Um, I also loved that she had plastic couches on her covers. Oh my god! Back to, oh my god! Yeah, still plastic covers on her couches. Got it. Got to protect it. You know, got to protect it. Like, what is even the point of having a couch then if you can't sit comfortably on it? Because sitting yeah. on plastic is not comfortable. <laughs> it, like, I remember it might, those, though. My like grandparents had those. Totally. The seated room and, like, oh, the living room. Like, you had oh, your family man. room and the formal living room where no one actually did any living in. Right. But it just looks terrible. Cause... Yeah, it looks real bad. <laughs> it's not cute. It's not inviting. Yeah, right. uh, okay, yeah. yeah, sorry. I totally derailed from actually talking about the movie, but like I just could not let that go. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. So I love that each of the girl characters represented like a different personality. 
like we had the tomboy, uh, we had, uh, you know, the the diva that wanted to be like a movie star. Yeah. Like everybody represented a trope. We had poor, uh, what was her name? Gabby Hoffman's character. Why am I blanking so much? I, I love this movie Samantha. so much. Sam, whose parents, stereotypical, like, you know, troubled kid whose parents are going through a divorce. That was a goody goody, but like, you know, was trying to deal with like being the responsible one in her family. And, and um, Rita Wilson. Shit. I am doing so Chrissy. bad right now. Chrissy, thank you. I'm looking at the name on the screen. I mean, Chrissy, who was like, you know, your innocent little, like, kind of goody goody oh. in a way. But I, I love that. Um, and were, were there any parts now when you were watching the movie that you were taken back to being a little kid and got excited about? Because I'll go first. Okay. The Devin uh, Sour Penis scene. I remember watching that as a little girl and being like, oh my God, oh my God, with my friends. Oh. Or like in trying to freeze the screen yeah. <laughs> so you could actually see anything. Did I try to you do can't. that as a 39 year old? Yes. Yeah. I still try to do that. I you swear see, to God. Yeah, you super can't. You super can't. <laughs> I think they edited it out though. Oh, they I had to have because it's PG 13. So it's like, but right? I swear to God that we yeah. saw flopping when we were younger. Really? I swear, I oh, swear, you must and have I imagined tried. it. I don't know. Does anybody out there, Mandy, Maggie? Okay, you're all you're our age. Do you guys remember that? Because I swear to God, we saw flopping when we were growing up, and we paused it in like sleepovers. And I tried, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt dirty. It's, it's small. What does she hmm. say? That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I felt kind of bad because like, you know, poor Chrissy, like they kept obviously like snickering at her and making fun of her. But like, you know, we've all also been either there where we're like, yes, we get this. And we're going to like laugh about somebody else not getting it Mm -hmm. or been the person that didn't get it. That's like, come on, guys, just tell me. (laughs) I've been both. (laughs) Right, right. And I think that was like the thing that kind of the only thing on the rewatch that really um, struck me differently now. And particularly also because you see it in both movies. It's like, why in the group of four, there's always that like chubby kid that gets kind of picked on. Right. Like you're the you're which, in the friend and she's group. She's also but, like, not chubby, which was she's just not. like oh. neither one of them were. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, the sort of like fat pho- like fat phobic, like yeah. just that was the only thing that made me kind of sad. It was just like, oh. Oh, the scene where they were like, I'd I pick Chrissy because she'd be more people. Well, just but in general, it was throughout the movie. Like, yeah, yeah that's like the like most part of her clear example. Yeah. But it was like always like she's the friend that like she didn't. Were a group I think of four, but like it's really like a group of three, and like the fourth friend that they mm. kind of let hang around, and they love her in spite of like you know, like they just still kind of pick on her the whole movie. And I'm just I like, don't know. Oh. I feel like when she's the only one that would give Roberta mouth to mouth, I feel yes, like she definitely yes. Right, right. And she even says face. to Roberta I think they have I think they have a closer relationship than than yes. I think I realized yeah. watching it Especially before. They and it end makes up sense together in the end. Exactly. Too. Yeah. 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 But you see it as kids too. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I love never... how Samantha and Teeny kind of also have like a closer relationship than then yes you know they, yeah. they have like their own thing going on too right which is why but also like you could see that they... work well yeah 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 you know there's yeah, there's a yeah. balance to it yes yeah so i never like thought that they 
picked on Chrissy because they thought she was like chubby or anything. I just thought that it was because she was very clearly always like the one that was like, guys, don't say bad words. Guys, yes. don't okay. do this. And let, like, let me reiterate. Like they don't pick on her because she is chubby. I think just part of like the casting and like trope of right, right. like that. Okay. Friends I get you, that I get we you. pick on also happens to usually have some sort of, you know, like, physical thing to them too and like in that point in society like it's usually their weight gotcha no i I agree um so gabby hoffman i think i've said this before but like in that movie she looks so much like my sister caitlin and even when i was watching it now i was like damn i was right back then like 30 (laughs) years ago watching this movie she really does look in certain scenes looks just like my sister when she was growing up um what it oh Okay, I only have one thing that I take umbrage with with this movie technically is Roberta never leaves the house with the picture in her pocket, but she jumps into the water in her clothes. So does the picture of her mom get ruined? I've always, always, always wondered this. Oh. Oh, I forgot about that. Or does she like take it out because she disappears for a second? I think you have uh, touched upon Uh perhaps a flaw in the story. Yeah, I've I've always wondered this. Yeah, I, I think you have touched years. upon something a little bit of a continuity issue. Okay, fantastic. I feel vindicated now. Yeah. Um, although you know she's kind of like our um, what's his name? Will Wheaton character, where she's the one that has to come to terms with death out of this whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and which is like another thing. Like there's so much like cross pollination with these movies. So much. But, like, I mean, it's also, it's a very grow, kid growing up thing to yeah. have to come to. Yeah. Like, there's nothing yeah. that makes you come to terms with growing up faster than having to accept death. And, and I, I, like, uh-huh. honestly, I, because that makes you accept your mortality. And that is the mm. thing that, like, me, like, really forces some people to kind of, you know, it takes away, like, the kids think they're invincible. And, like, once you realize that you're not invincible, you're kind of crossed a threshold that yeah. you can't get back. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so so um I forgot but I how much the dear Johnny storyline was the whole catalyst for the whole summer. Yes, me too. too. Me too. Like yeah. I knew it was a plot, but I didn't realize it was like uh-huh. the, plot. the whole plot. Yeah. I had actually forgotten it was a plot at all. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I have to say, um, crazy Pete, I was like, this feels very home alone esque. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I was like, wow, the old creepy dude. Yeah, who turns out to be that like, was a real 90s movie day. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I mean, I would add to like don't walk on train tracks. Don't go into storm things. Okay. I want to talk about dreams. that. Okay. As a person, what? as a person who's been in a lot of storm drains. Seriously, from geocaching? Yeah, that's when we go into sewers. Okay, but only so casually, like, yeah, dash, Andy. But only from geocaching. But only from geocaching, correct? This was not like a pastime as a child. Yes, no, only from geocaching. Okay, Okay. I feel better about that. We all like diligently check the weather. If there is any hint of rain, the plans change because. Everybody knows you don't go near the fucking storm drain slash sewer when it's raining because that's where all the rainwater goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, okay, speaking of Umbridge with this movie, like where 
does it rain? Like, are there lots of freak rainstorms in Indiana? Like, I feel like in this movie, they got like caught in the rain, like more times than seems reasonable. Uh, Midwest people out there, tell us. Yeah, I, I just, it, it struck me that like all of a sudden it was like lightly raining and she gets in the storm drain and then all of a sudden it's a monsoon. <laughs> but I feel like that's actually kind of cla- like typical wherever you live. Is it? Like, I don't uh... know. I mean, again, I don't hang out in storm trains, so I don't really know this as fact. <laughs> they're stinky but... and, you know, they're not pleasant. You're only there for a purpose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in my case, to sign a log. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I didn't... Like a flash flood. I didn't realize that people could actually go into them. I've seen raccoons yeah. go into them, but it's a little, yeah. small, little small for a person. Yeah. At least Girl. the ones I've seen. I it did not... Yeah, you need knee pads for those and helmets. I wrecked uh, I wrecked one of my um, exercise shirts. It was a neon yellow one, which is what my storm drain shirt generally is, is a neon yellow one so people can always see me. Uh, I got this black tar because we were like crouching over because it wasn't tall enough to stand. It was like, you know, four feet tall. And I got this black tar from it on. It's like forever wrecked. So now it's definitely my permanent storm drain shirt Mm -hmm. i'm gonna stop talking now uh yeah i'm glad you have a a storm drain shirt and you're at least safe i call it my sewer shirt but you know okay cool semantics anyway (laughs) okay yeah no you don't go into the sewers pro tip out there guys just don't do it if it's gonna rain if it was just raining like the it's where the water goes like yeah 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 yeah, poor crazy pete yeah Uh, yeah Oh, can we talk about um, the first kiss scene? I love that scene. Yes. Then we got and some feedback about you... that. Okay, uh, we can. I mean, just a, a, like a one sentence comment. <laughs> okay, we can. Uh, I think they both do such a great job acting in that scene. Yeah, yeah. Like you could like feel like his nervousness, her uncomfortableness. They're Ooh. both like being like, "Yeah, let's do this." Like. I just, I loved it then and I love it now. Yeah. Is this before or after? You Casper? love it now and then? After. Oh. I love it now and then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also love the, the uh, you know, narration. That was the day Roberta stopped taping her boobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Devin Sauer really does a great job in this movie. And maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm biased because, as I've said before, I love his Twitter account. <laughs> but um, I don't know the whole. I don't know. I just I love I love everybody's coming of age like yeah. stuff. I don't know. I just I love I love the whole movie. I love yeah. it so much. And did we really confirm great. that this movie came out before Casper or after yes. Casper? It's before Casper. Okay. After Casper. It's after Casper. So they already knew. They sort of had like a mm-hmm. rapport. Yeah. As kid actors. Yeah. Wait, okay, believe- wait. I'm Googling it now. Casper came out in 1995 also. Oh, I knew oh, Casper was 95. I thought this was 96 or 97. I thought this was 95, and that's what I put in the outline. Yeah. But You're right. Um, it is 95. Yeah. They were busy. Yeah. Or- hold on, hold on, hold on. Which came out first? Okay, the first of the two movies where Christina, Love- Christina Ricci's love interest is Devin Sawa. Uh, the second, uh, okay, so Casper came out first. Okay. Mm. But that's not even necessarily to say that, like, it doesn't matter. Right. That one right. was shot, like, the order in which they shot them, because he's really only in, like, that last scene. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end of the movie. So it's yeah, like, yeah. you don't know. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I don't know. I love it. They're all such, and, and 
in both movies, both sets of teen actors, they all do such a great job. Oh, they're so good. They're all so good. Like, yeah, I can't even. Like, I I was thinking about this this week. Like, what movies like this like exist for generations after ours? Like, is it like High School Musical? I have no idea. I wonder because arguably, like, we wouldn't have been necessarily paying attention. No, because we were yeah. we would have been in like right. college or right. early in our you know, uh, careers post-college. Like, I, I don't know. Young millennials, tell us. Or old Gen Zs. Or old Gen Zs. But young millennials, really. Yeah. <laughs> what was your thing? Like, truly, I, I don't know. What was your now and then? Yeah. What, what was, was your now your, and then? What was your coming of age movie? And if you didn't have one, might I suggest watching now and then? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Fraser is in it. Yeah. That was hilarious. Oh my God. When I saw him in there, I had completely forgot that. I, yeah. I don't even think I knew at the time who Brandon Frazier was because the mummy hadn't come out yet and George of the Jungle hadn't come out yet. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> no, I think it came out after. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I just recently might be my first, the first uh, mummy. Yeah. My first memory of uh, Brandon Frazier might have been this movie. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. A real treat. Yes. Oh man, and he and he was. Oh my god, more kids smoking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and drinking pop though, or whatever it was. <laughs> right. Yes. But like, yeah, he was the the Vietnam vet. Yep. Yep. Who gave yep. them some real life advice? Yeah. Right. And like, I had remembered, I like, I remembered that that vet character was like an. I did too. Like, but it I, went on to become a notable actor, but I had ooh, forgotten who yeah, it was yeah. until as soon as like the scene you see him walking, I'm like, shit. That's Brendan. That's Brendan. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It is. What the hell? And I, I just had no idea. Like I remember the scene that there was an actor. I didn't remember who the actor was. Yeah. I didn't know that they wanted to be notable. But I was like, motherfucker, you won an Academy Award last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which mm, again, like Atsu, what? I know. It's 2023, people. What the fuck are we doing? I know. Um, His award was really a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> As was Jamie Lee Curtis's, <laughs> but yeah, but that's yeah. okay. But I do like, I have to say that the whole thing with the vet, it's like, you know, it's sort of, I mean, obviously like age inappropriate, but so believable that obviously they would like think he's so cool and like want to talk to him. And I just love that they didn't take it to any creepy place. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was just perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. Um, Let's see. Anything else? Um, oh, I love at the end, talking about like the boob jokes or whatever. She's like, Roberta, uh, or Teeny, how big are your boobs now? She, I, this is another thing, another thing that I have remembered this line forever in the inflection. 30, 60, and worth every penny. <laughs> She's awesome. She is. I could also see Goldie Hawn playing that character if Melanie yeah, Griffith yeah. wasn't. I, yeah. I couldn't remember who it was. I was like, oh, Melanie Griffith, Goldie Hawn. I kind of did too. And then, and then like, I was like, no, no, no she was no, in no, First Wise Club. That can't be. That's exactly the thing. That math is wrong. But then I was also doing the math of like, okay, they were 12 in 1970. So how old would they be now? Yeah. I think I, I think, and my math could be wrong. Check me, folk. But like, they would have been like 37, 38. Really? Yeah. Which even by like 90 standards is, would be kind of old to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't knock it till you try it, folks. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's I not mean, that old. I hear those AMA, uh, uh, you know, that uh, uh, sonogram every week is pretty great, though. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I didn't make it that far. Oh. <laughs> I got through like two weeks um, of it. That's right. Every month, though. Did you get the sonograms every month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. That sucked. Not for any reason other than like I wanted one. Yeah. And they just wouldn't give me one. And I'm yeah. like, well, come on. I want to know what's going on in there. And they were like, you're only 34. You should have waited a year. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> anyway, gosh, I kind of want to go back. Do we know that the movie takes place in the year it comes out? That's true. We don't. We I just don't, sort of based yeah. it off of, yeah. But that would be because it came. It took place in 1970. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like just present day. So like, you know, if they even if they shot it in like 94 and then released it in 95. But like that's still. 25 years still. Yeah. So if they're 12, you're right. 12 plus 25 equals 37. Well, yeah, which I think is also like pretty like cool. And like, I think now that I sort of am that age and to look back and sort of like, you know, it's weird to now see yourself in a different way that it's like, right. I feel like particularly... In the 90s, that would have been considered like very old to be having your first kid. Yeah. So it's like in the no. 90s, but not now. No. I mean, well, I guess it, you know, I, I'm sure it's regional, but like depending on where you are. But yeah. Right. I feel Lauren Bober's about, about to be a grandma at 36. 36 so. Exactly. Right. Not so, this region. Right. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, the, the sort of threshold of when when a woman can choose to be a mother has relaxed a little. And granted, you know, science is inched along a little bit further because you know it is still like lady parts so we don't put too much right like scientific uh muscle behind it but yeah and and, you know 25 years is technically enough time for teeny to have like five husbands yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no but overall like i just i'm so happy we watched this movie I, i i love it so much i'm so glad that i had the excuse to go back and watch it yeah, to like see it again as an adult. Like I'd forgotten Cloris Leachman was in it. Like she just makes everything better. Like when she's does. running out of the house and she puts like her extra hair on her head. <laughs> like a hat. Cloris Leachman. She just like makes everything better. Truly. She was in the famous in the McAllister household growing up Olsen twin movie, Double Double Trail and Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, when you said famous in the McAllister house, I, my, I went straight to Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> that took me a second. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember that. No. Um, Cloris, there's so many people in that movie. Yeah. Um, Hank Azaria is in that movie. Yeah, Hank Azaria is in that movie. Uh, Janine Garofalo. Rumor, yeah, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, so great. So great. Little Rumor Willis is in that movie. Well, who's Little Rumor Willis? She plays Sam's younger sister. No way. Yeah. Yes way. Oh my Demi god. Demi Moore's uh, oldest uh child. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And Bruce Willis oh, and Demi Moore's wild. oldest child. Yeah. Oh wow. So, you know, Nepo Baby in action. Right. Nepo Baby in action. Was that her first and only role? No, she was she's done like things. I feel like she was in the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210. Uh okay. I used to hate watch that show. Very entertaining to <laughs> very predictable. It was very enjoyable. Excellent. Yeah. Um Oh my God. Okay. I just learned this now. Wow. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. You're I'm going to go back and watch a scene with her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Cool. Oh, two other like little things that I wrote yes. down. Um, one, I'd forgotten how much I love like the birth scene 
where like Rita Wilson looks at Rosie O'Donnell and she's like, you know, like, thank you. Like she mouths to her, like, thank you. And like Rosie mouths back. I love you. And I'm just like, yeah, it's just like, it's such a genuine moment. And I'm just like, oh, that's so good for like actors that are prone to overacting. Like it's just such a beautiful (laughs) scene. And I just, I love it to bits. It's like, it is beautiful. Even like now as an adult, like it just hits me like totally different. And I was just like, oh God. Um, oh, and the crane shot at the very end coming up over the tree, the tree house. I swear mm. to God, the camera shakes. Oh. <gasps> oh. And as a well, kid, I wouldn't have noticed it because I wasn't looking right. for it. But I was like, I'm like, I didn't move, right? That was the TV. I love that it starts <laughs> and ends with Red Rover, Red Rover. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a little cheesy. Oh, but, no, like, I love that song. Kid me, like, was like, oh, my God, full circle. Oh. Adult me was no. like, okay, guys, a little heavy-handed. Oh, I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, agreed. Oh, yeah, yay. this was great. I, this, I, I loved this pairing. I, it was so great to revisit these movies that yes. I hadn't seen in a very, very long time, and mm-hmm. to talk about them. And and the soundtrack was also awesome. Yeah, also a great soundtrack. Also so great. Yeah. yeah. Every single song, like yeah. not. Three times on the ceiling if you want to Well, and like, and the music was well integrated. <laughs> yeah. It was like the music yes. was well integrated into the story. Like little things yes. like that where they're yeah. like, you know, it's playing on the radio on their bike. Yeah, and like, it, just, it was well like. Sugar, do, 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 do. Or, oh, honey, honey. girl. Got me you. Yes, I did just substitute my own name. I know, and I loved it. And you know what? I'm never going to sing it any other way. Now. I don't think there's a reason to. I might make that the episode title. Oh, you are it. our Shandy girl. um all right uh yeah i'm sure we'll have plenty more to say after we get the feedback so let's uh take a quick break and we will hear what everybody else has to say all right we are back we are ready to get into some feedback we are actually only gonna do the feedback for these episodes tonight since we are running a little bit long we've got some other awesome feedback that we will read uh next week so We'll start with Paul, uh, who said in the Facebook group uh, that uh, he's only seen Stand By Me, but is a top five movie of all time. It's it's definitely up there for me. I don't know if it's top five, but it's definitely up there. Love it. And then uh, we have an email from Matt, and then we have a voicemail and an email from Maggie. So we'll do the vo- uh, email from Matt first, and then we'll do the Maggie. All right. Matt writes in Stand By Me versus Now and Then. Uh, hey, Broads. Hold on, Matt. Why does it have to be a competition? Exactly. Mm. Yes. Good question. Um, hey, Broads. So for this month, we have two coming-of-age movies involving death, starring several promising young actors, but also someone who died tragically in their 20s. Stand By Me and Now and Then. I'm sure you probably talked about a lot of the bits I would probably bring up, like Thora Birch's parents being in Deep Throat. Hmm? I'm sorry, what? And her creepy dad tor- Deep Throat, the movie? Yeah. It isn't Deep Throat the... the yes, the, the porn. Okay. The super yeah. famous porn. Um, yeah. I did not know that. Yep, no. So that was the pause. <laughs> um, and her creepy dad torpedoing her career. I did not know that either. That's yep, fucking nope. tragic. Didn't know any of that. <sighs> 
This time, I know we're going to disagree on one of the films. Uh Uh-oh. Mm. Oh, and uh, here we go. Stand By Me is still a classic. So now we know which one we're going to disagree on. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Rob Reiner admits several classic films. This is Spinal Tap, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, A Few Good Men. Yeah, there are words there that don't fly and shouldn't ever have flown in the first place. But it is an accurate depiction of male friendship, the, <laughs> a.k.a. weird. Um <laughs> The four boys have great chemistry and their quest ultimately leading to a sobering end of innocence moment. Now that I'm behind the blast doors and they are secure, we have now and then. Uh Oh, shots are going to be fired here to get the good first. I think the four girls have similar solid chemistry to the boys in stand by me. While most of the characters are fairly one note, the younger actors do a good job with what they have. And while they sometimes follow the Robert Zemeckis Zemeckis. School school of obvious song choices. Hey, someone's walking with boots. Whatever song will we score this to? Like Stand By Me, the wall-to-wall soundtrack is pretty good. A huge problem, probably its biggest, is the book-ending segments involving the characters as adults. These bits are a complete waste of time. The four adults lack any chemistry that would make the vow they made as teenagers have any weight. I mean, I think that's kind of part of it. It's they've grown apart and gone different ways but i continue uh these four act like they didn't even notice each other let alone had some lifelong bond had they been integrated into the movie as a whole maybe this would play better but as it is it feels painfully tacked on to help boost box office and to cash in cash in on the nostalgia trends from the wonder years and stand by me the through lines are also flimsy Well, I can maybe get on board with them fixating on this random kid they never knew who died before they were born. Any impact it has on the four is told, not shown. None of these characters change, as we see in those awful bookends 20 years later, where they are exactly the same from their tween counterparts. Mm. Mm. Yes, Stand By Me also tells us what happens to the characters, but we see in the rest of the film that those kids will never be the same. Now and then it's just a collection of stuff that happens. So much of it done better in Stand By Me. Hmm. Wow. I can't disagree more. <laughs> no. They want to buy a treehouse and then they, they do at the end. We never see any kind of connection that leads to them buying it. That's, that's actually, I would argue that's not really the point. <laughs> <laughs> the low point is the whole Crazy Pete storyline. A warmed-over rip-off of the Home Alone movies. Hey, we did mention Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> the first of which came out almost five years earlier. While maybe the individual moments can work as a whole, it doesn't work as a movie. It feels like a TV show they crammed into 100 minutes. Ina King, the writer, would eventually create Pretty Little Liars. Oh, that I didn't know either. I didn't know that either. But Since- seriously, no, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, since this is last minute, I'll start to wrap this up by going back to the movie I liked. One of the revelations. How can you think Stand by Me is better than Alan? That one of the revelations. Honestly, Matt, <laughs> you've never been a teenage girl, <laughs> so really, you, I'm, I, I don't take anything that what you just said about that movie is valid. The end. Yeah, I, I wonder though. It's like. You know, do you like Stand By Me better because you were once a 12-year-old boy and not once a 12-year-old girl? And, like, maybe do we not see some of your critiques because we were once a 12-year-old girl, so we 
apply a lot of ourselves into like we just relate to the mater- the source material more so you can kind of forgive it its flaws yeah also these boots are made for walking is a wonderful song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right not your version not the jessica simpson version okay although that was fine too i guess but that came right. out when i was in sixth grade Let's just go. Saying. Let's land. Let's land this plane. Let's land this plane. I'm all right. I'm sure that Matt is just checking off his bingo card right now as he's listening to our <laughs> Right. Well, Matt continues. One of the revelations of this movie is River Phoenix, who only turned 16 a few days after the film's release. This kid had talent beyond his years, which makes his passing at 23 even worse. Certainly, Can't his brother. Certainly his brother has built an enviable resume in his own right, but Rivers certainly could still be doing amazing things if he were still here, and that makes his character's fate sting all the more. Hmm. Ashley Aston Moore, who was out of the business for a decade when she died in 2007 at 26, is also heartbreaking. So to try to end on a lighter note, did you know we are all older than almost the entire adult core casts? Amanda is younger than Richard Dreyfuss was when Stampire was. Yay. I was, uh, <laughs> in watching it, I was sort of like, how old would have Richard Dreyfuss been at this uh-huh. movie? And then I didn't care enough to actually look it right, up. Right, he right. looked the hair, like he just looked older. He's like always the hairline. He's just always yeah. like, I think he is just like his, he just is an actor that yeah. just always looks a little older. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Not his fault. It's just his face. It's not his fault. <laughs> and also, Ashley Ashton Moore um, is the actress that plays young Chrissy. Yes. She died oh. of an accidental heroin overdose. Oh, no. Yeah. So just like. The fate uh, of so many. Yeah, River Phoenix. Too many. Fuck. Yeah. That's sad. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry in advance for my negative review of Now and Then. I'm you sure next. <laughs> I'm sure next time will be better when you're doing Handmaid's Tale. We're uh, not doing don't Handmaid's bother. Tale. Life's too short. <laughs> Matt. I mean, you're I, not I going to bother. Yeah, I, I also liked your, uh, don't bother. I feel like that was a very good uh, Matt um, embodiment of how he would have said that. <laughs> I think the way you read, uh, the way you delivered that line well, felt very you. like you, you were... You. Yeah. imbuing it with how I think Matt intended its delivery. <laughs> I gotta do too. <laughs> <laughs> All those years of Matt's she said, you finally got it. You got no, it. You got it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I didn't know that Ashley Ashton Moore passed away, so that makes me sad. Um, your whole yeah, dislike of the movie makes me sad, and I yeah. cannot disagree yeah. with it more. Yeah. Also, they want to buy a treehouse, so... It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not the ending. It's the journey. All these movies. Well, it is the journey. the journey, and like it's about that's the, the that's the, the impetus team. for them doing some of the odd jobs, trying to make money. That's like, you know, the whole thing when they go and like get cokes or whatever. It's like, how much are they going to spend? Because this is their joint shared treehouse money. Uh, exactly. They do get a treehouse, and she fucking keeps it because she keeps everything. Mm-hmm. At least the treehouse isn't in plastic, and they get to. Oh yeah, grown up Chrissy's totally a hoarder. <laughs> I also want to know how they got up into that treehouse with that newborn baby, with that infant baby. How did they get the infant baby up into the treehouse? Oh, you know, with Roberta a stork. Created, I don't know. Re- yeah, the stork flew it up, or Roberta created some <laughs> kind made, of like a Moses basket. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Like, please don't break. Please don't break. <laughs> She's like, Roberta, as long as you don't sway, you don't say boobs or swear. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, uh, yeah, we, we, we interacted as we went along. Yeah. 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 Man knows where we stand. Thank mm-hmm. you for the feedback though. But thank Very you for the feedback. We, yeah. But you are wrong, sir. <laughs> it's another agree to disagree moment for us. Exactly. Okay. We've got an email from Maggie, a voicemail for Maggie. Uh, Let's play it. Here we go. Hey, Amanda, Sandy, and Colleen. It's Maggie. I literally just finished now and then. Um, Stuff the DVD, put it away. I realized I owned that now and then on DVD. Did not realize that um, until the other day when I looked because it wasn't available to stream. So... I mean, spoiler alert, I like that movie. <laughs> I've always liked that movie. Um, I really love... Take that, Matt. Tip. <laughs> You're that, Matt. Girls and, and, the, and the women. Um, I've forgotten how many people are in that movie. Like, there's so many. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I really, I just really love Now and Then. I always do. I mean, I'm a sucker. Um, pretty movie. I was seen off. That are good? Uh, made me cry twice um so yeah it's just a it's a fun movie um didn't love some of the um fat comments but there was definitely less um in now and then than there was in stand by me um i had never watched stand by me until today so i'm not sure how but i never have um i mean cast in that movie is kind of amazing kind of crazy i liked it um i definitely prefer now and then but i liked i definitely i really liked um the friendship between chris and gordy um and i thought that was really powerful and um but i really wanted gordy to get his hat back i wanted him to get his hat back his brother's hat back from Kiefer sutherland's Oh my God! Yes, that oh, yeah. broke my heart. Oh God, he didn't yeah. get it back. Apparently, <laughs> some things in there that was like, "Oh, that's not great." Um, but again, the amount of people in that movie that went on have head careers. So, um, yeah, that's my kind of late night two cents. Um, after I finished it, I can't wait to hear what you ladies think, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. So Maggie had the definitely agree with Maggie more. I don't want to play favorites <laughs> and say that Maggie had the better voicemail, but that <laughs> Maggie had the feedback that I liked better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say she had the better voicemail because she had the only voicemail. She had the only, you know, the best of the voicemails we received. Yep. That's like when Jay's mom always says, You're my favorite son. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's your only son. Bernie made it. I didn't get that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maggie also finishes with an email, um, an addition about now and then. And she says, after I hung up, I started listening to a a Savage Love podcast from a few weeks ago. They were talking about consent. It reminded me, I love that Devin Sowers, Scott, asked Roberta if he could kiss her. I feel like that was kind of big for 1995. Yes. Oh, my God. I should have mentioned that. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. Uh, such a cute scene. Yeah. It, oh, it's such a cute it's scene. So great. Yeah. Ah, uh, God. Like I was brought back to being a teenager. 
that didn't kiss anybody. But, I was going to yeah. say I was brought back to being a teenager. Who <laughs> wasn't kissing boys. It's like, right. oh, girls, girls, maybe someday. But I was like, how do people even do this? How are there people who would do this? But I was, I was like, oh, the nerves. And this person was brave enough to ask. <laughs> I wish somebody was brave enough to ask me. I know, especially if you looked like or, David yeah. I know. Or I was brave enough to ask dream. somebody. A human can dream. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm so glad that Devin Sauer did not go the Dean Kane route and ended up I know. I'm, I'm glad. It's like we can still have that one nice thing. Yes. I know. <laughs> and Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton actually did not grow up to go the Dean Kane route either. Yeah. He's done a lot of good work for like mental health and stuff and normalizing that. Yeah. Will Wheaton. Big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Maggie, thank you so much for the feedback. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, now and then, long live, long live now and then. Yes. And yes. stand by me. Uh, thank you all, though, for your feedback. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the feedback next week, uh, in which we will, again, be live for the patrons. Um, can't wait to talk about that. Um, as I play us out, actually. So remember last week I talked about that song, uh, Cinderella Snapped? Yeah, I pulled it up. I love it. You, you? Okay, Mandy did. did too. Uh, Mandy did too. And she also messaged me that she loved it. I was going to save that feedback for next week. But she loved it. And I was talking to her on um, uh, Messenger. And she mentioned, and I was like, oh, she also has these other songs. One is called Victoria's Secret. And, you know, it's like, I know Victoria's Secret. Mm. She was made up by a dude. And, like, it's a really fun song too. But, like, she also has a song, I think I mentioned it last week, called 90s Kids. So there's a part in the chorus. It, it basically it's like American Pie, but for our generation, and not ten minutes long, three minutes long, <laughs> and um, just mentions all the things that we grew up with because this the the singer must be our age, and the chorus is um, uh, so lighted up, up, we're hella fucked up. Uh, something uh, hit me one more time like Britney, bitch. And it's just, it's really fun. Like it's just, it, it basically just puts a whole bunch of things from like when we were growing up, like we're going down with the ship Leonardo and it, it's just, it's really fun <laughs> and never like let never let go. But I figured that I would play us out with this. It's like two minutes long, actually. All of her songs, which are also great, is that they're very short. <laughs> they're very to the point. Uh, the Ramones school of the, songwriting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> However, I thought that it'd be fun to play that out because we talked about two coming-of-age movies, and this song by Jax, J-A-X, is basically our coming-of-age song. Everything Ooh. that is in this song is things that – I think we would all remember fondly. Unfortunately, neither of these movies are referenced in them, but other movies that we grew up with are. Yes. Um, so I'm going to play that out after we say goodbye. Tune in for that if you want to. But in the meantime, thank you all for the feedback. If you have any other feedback, anything we said tonight, the broadcasters through your gmail.com or 331-276-2373 or just leave in the Facebook group. That's fine too. Thank you to the patrons, especially the ones that contribute at a certain level. And that would be Eckhart Richter, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanna with the Plan, Ed the Creepy, Poopy Head Mailman. We're going to have a patron's bonus coming out soon. Uh, check out the Survivor patron bonus. In the meantime, Survivor JJC is out there now if you're a Survivor fan. And um, the Rumblecast After Dark, of course. So uh, did I miss anything? I don't think so. Mm. All right. Well, on that note, enjoy the song that wraps up our childhood. And 
Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Um, On that note, my name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Peace out, everybody. Bye. It's our generation, we need conversation In a nation with no communication A little easy baking We're kinda lost, yeah, but we're on a break, man Rachel and Ross said We're going down with the ship, Leonardo Put on your box and your docks and we'll kick it at the bar No cash, but we turn it up to ten, though Fam, I'm just trying to get Super Smash Nintendo <laughs> So light it up, oh, we're hella fucked up Chilling on the rooftop, s'mores and bright stalls. Where's some more what? You're killing me, smalls. You're killing me, smalls. We're going down with the ship, Leonardo. Put on your box and your docks, and we'll kick it at the bar. No cash, but we turn it up to ten, though. Fam, I'm just trying to get Super Smash Nintendo. So light it up, oh, what hell of fun. Do you got a Tamagotchi? Like a real Tamagotchi Cause you know I Tamagot you If you Tamagot me Oh no, it died So light it up, oh, what hell of fun the 90s.